This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen. Not going to let it happen. I will totally obliterate the deep state. I will fire. I will fire the unelected bureaucrats and shadow forces who have weaponized our justice system like it has never been weaponized before. It's sick. These are sick people. And I will put the people back in charge of this country again. The people will be back in charge of our country. That certainly never gets old. It's not Steve Bannon, it's Natalie Winters. I'm filling in for him while he's out on assignment, but don't worry, we got a very, very packed show, a lot of news to get to. But I really want to hone in on this concept of retribution. As Donald Trump said, he was speaking at CPAC there. I really think that'll be the word of this show, should be the word of the year, primary in Webster's Dictionary, but really it's going to be the defining principle of the second administration, the second term of Donald J. Trump. Now, I want to bring someone in who's actually never been on the show before, but he's someone who I frankly think should be, and that's why we're changing that today. Someone who used to run the Office of Presidential Personnel as basically the deputy director. He was deputy to Johnny McEntee, who really was Trump's point person in terms of the hiring and firing of the entirety of the federal government. And I really think this all circles back, right, all roads sort of lead to the fact that Donald Trump is the existential threat to the deep state. We see that in New York. We see that in Georgia. We see that here in Mar-a-Lago, right? Whatever the case is, it all really centers around the fact that they have to eliminate Donald Trump because he really poses a mortal threat to the mere existence of the deep state. Steve would call it the in-your-face state if you want to call it the permanent political class. We've seen it time and time again from the impeachment inquiries. Now that Trump's out of office, they've moved to the New York uh, Attorney General. We got Alvin Bragg doing his Soros-funded shenanigans up there. But James Bacon is someone who sort of had a front row seat, an insider's view to all of this, but particularly what exactly constitutes the deep state. It's a term that's thrown around a lot, but if we have James down the line and he's ready to join us, uh, I know you're, you're working with the Heritage Foundation now, but before we get into what you're doing to prepare for Trump 2025, 
If you could just sort of walk us through, in, in your opinion, first of all, what exactly you did in the Trump White House, but to you, what exactly does retribution look like in Trump's second term? What does draining the swamp look like? And please get into the details. Give us all the nuts and bolts, the hardcore facts. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, Natalie. There's two main parts to this. The first part is getting the right political appointees in place. That's just drafting your team so that you can play in the big leagues. Because the second part is the important part, and that's actually waging war against the deep state. A lot of people talked about this when Schedule F came out. It was done the last few months of the Trump administration. And Schedule F is great, but it's only one of, say, 10 things that you need to do to wage war against the deep state. Schedule F, for example, allowed you to fire mid-level bureaucrats. It allows you to make them more compliant if they're trying to jam things up in the bureaucracy. But it's not a tool for mass firings, and it's not a tool for firing the senior-most bureaucrats. So there's a number of things the president can do. So can you sort of drill down on what exactly Schedule F is? It's, I, I, for instance, let, let me read this. I know when Trump was proposing it, and even since he left office, Axios has done a lot of reporting. Uh, they classify it under the umbrella term inside Trump 25. And they, they had the article Trump's revenge, which, you know, you know, it's going to be good if that's the title. And they really seem to be sort of losing it over the concept of schedule F. Really, this is, again, getting into the, the deep, I think, details of how you actually drain the swamp. But I'll read what they what they say. It is schedule F combined with the willpower of top lieutenants like jo Johnny McEntee that could bring Trump closer to his dream of gutting the federal bureaucracy and installing thousands devoted to him or his America First platform. Now, of course, the mainstream media's head is their pants, everything's on fire when we read that. People like me and you probably think that that sounds pretty great. We should have people running the government who, who are committed to the concept of America First. But if you could just, again, walk us through, very, very simple, what exactly this Schedule F is, and then for the people who aren't covered by that pretext or that umbrella, uh, how we would get rid of them. Absolutely. So the government is supposed to work with the political appointees implementing the policy of the president. They're supposed to be policy-making employees. So those political appointees are fireable by the president. The problem is all these bureaucrats have started making policy on their own, regardless of who the president is. So what Schedule F did is it reclassified those government positions where these bureaucrats are making policy and it said, you're not a real uh, neutral bureaucrat. You're, you're an imposter. We're reclassifying your position to make it so that we can fire you because you're really making policy. And under the law, if you're in a policy-making position, the president can fire you for no reason, any reason at all. So that's what Schedule F does. Schedule F is great. It's not a tool for mass firings. It'll make bureaucrats more compliant. But one of the things that the next president needs to do is something called reduction in force exercises. It's called riffing. And President Reagan's OPM director did it. Basically, the president and the OPM director, that's the Office of Personnel Management, can declare entire offices and positions obsolete. It's basically a reorganization of the federal government, and it doesn't require Congress. So let's say on day one, President Trump could say, I am riffing the entire, every office that is diversity, equity, inclusion office across the federal government. 
So he could fire all those offices on day one just by using a reduction in force exercise. You can also reassign bureaucrats. So you can reassign problem bureaucrats to a remote location in Alaska. And if they don't want to go, then you then have legal cause to fire them. But there's all these other tools. You can even pay bureaucrats to leave. So you can use buyouts or you can offer them early retirement. You can basically incentivize them to retire. <clears throat> you can even give them bonuses for stuff like that. Um, but there, there's a little known office called the Office of Personnel Management. And it was actually created by Congress to help the president better manage the deep state because it had become such a problem. It was created in the 70s and the only president who's really utilized it was Reagan and then Trump in Trump's final uh, year. So basically the Office of Personnel Management can set the pay, they can set the retirement benefits, they can set the promotion requirements for all these bureaucrats. So you can literally reduce their pension if they're not being compliant. It's the number one tool we have to get them in line. I think it's fair to say that we are in the 11th hour, right, when it comes to the necessity of draining the swamp, getting rid of these bureaucrats. I think we're, we're seeing that in, in full force and full display right now. And there's a lot of back and forth, obviously, about the primary, obviously, war room we're MAGA media. You can see that in our in our intro, so I think you know where, where our biases lie. But I'm just curious, for people who say to take on the deep state, you need someone who is both a tried and tested and true warrior, someone who understands what they're up against. And I would classify you as one of those people, too, right? You worked in PPO. You understand the game up there. How do you think the fact that Trump had such a first term that was plagued by such, I would argue, traitorous and treasonous appointees, career and political, you saw that on full display, like I said, in the first impeachment and, of course, the second, too. But do you really think that that gives him an edge over his competitors in terms of understanding how to actually go against the administrative state? Yeah. Well, I would say there were certainly a lot of traitorous ones. But the bigger problem were just ones that were D.C. Republicans that would go along to get along. These people did not have what it takes, the bravery, the heat tolerance, being able to take heat from the media in order to get the job done. You need tough people that are willing to get attacked by the mainstream media. As soon as you start fighting the deep state, they will leak to the media. There will be negative stories about you. You need to be able to take that heat. And President Trump was not served well. By those people. He would tell, he told these people what to do, and many times they would uh, log jam him in the bureaucracy. They were too chicken to carry out his orders, and that was the main obstacle. Um, but President Trump is the guy that they fear the most because they know he is ballsy enough, frankly, to get rid of all of them. And we actually met with President Trump in the final year of the White House when we were planning all this stuff out. And he gave us license to audit his entire administration. So we interviewed every single political appointee, and we decided who was going to be allowed into the second term. And that was going to be our sort of retribution. But we never got to realize it, unfortunately. So President Trump was very serious about, about dealing with this. We got a minute or two left, but could you walk us through what you're doing to actually bring these very ambitious goals into reality, particularly with the Heritage Foundation and Project 2025? Yeah, absolutely. So Project 2025 is kind of the culmination 
of the MAGA Republicans' battle with the establishment. We need to get the right people into the next administration during the transition period so that we can be ready on day one to be implementing the MAGA agenda. Basically, what 2025 does is it recruits, vets, and sorts into positions all of the people we need to take over the next administration and make it run well. So we're getting people from outside of the beltway and we're vetting them and we're interviewing them so that we can be ready. We don't have time to waste when we get in next time. And the Heritage Foundation is leading this. They've got together a coalition of conservative groups. We're building a personnel database that is going to be live very soon. And you can go to project2025.org to sign up if you want to serve in the next administration. That's project2025.org. Awesome. So that's project2025.org. I expect the War Room Posse will be signing up in droves. And James, where can people stay in touch and in contact with you and what you're working on? Absolutely. Well, I'll say another way we're bringing conservatives together is through the dating app, The Right Stuff, that I'm working on uh, with John McEntee, who was uh, President Trump's right-hand man in the White House. So follow our Twitter at DateRightStuff to end on a lighter note. Um, the dating app is, is going very well. Awesome. But Thank you so much. As for me, for I'm pretty us. off the grid. <laughs> as you should be. I envy you. I wish I could. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, we got a pretty packed show. Dr. Gorka will be joining us, I think, next block. Uh, we also got Dave Walsh talking about energy. But speaking of the swamp and federal employees, those who can't just seem to get off the federal payroll, Anthony Fauci is a glowing example of that. But speaking of Anthony Fauci and payrolls, did you know he just signed up to be a strategic advisor to an Italian biolab? Now, this is a biolab that... Other members on its board include NIH officials who helped create the COVID-19 vaccine. But even more interestingly, this lab, it's sort of a, a shady outfit operating in Italy, but it serves and seeks to be what's called a pandemic hub. They want to create an international network where we create vaccines preemptively to go against pandemics. It should come as no surprise that the director of this lab is the head of vaccine development for none other than pharmaceutical giant GlaxoSmithKline GSK. History always seems to repeat itself, I'm pretty sure. They'll be declaring the next pandemic soon enough. Hang in there. Like I said, we got Dr. Gorka joining us right after the break. We're going to talk about the arraignment, maybe Afghanistan. There's so much news breaking. We got about a 90-second break. We'll be right back. Natalie Winters filling in for Stephen K. Bannon. Hang in there. Thanks for joining me. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. 
They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. Stephen K. Bannon. There's a government funding deadline. It's coming up on Capitol Hill in September. Is there any chance at all that they actually defund the federal police? Well, if Jim Jordan has his way, they would. Uh, if Marjorie Taylor Greene has her way, they would. They'd have to first convince Kevin McCarthy to get something like that through the House of Representatives, which is uh, far from certain given the slim Republican majority and the fact that Democrats are opposed. But even if they do, it's dead on arrival in the Democratic Senate. And President Joe Biden is certainly not going to sign a bill that defunds federal law enforcement. He's an outspoken proponent of increasing funding uh, for the FBI, the DOJ, and local police. So this is really a question of if Donald Trump comes back to power as president and puts his allies in charge of Congress, this is the kind of thing that they uh, would pursue down the road. Yeah. This new subpoena, Sahil, uh, to Mark Pomerantz. So Jim Jordan first requested him to cooperate. It was voluntarily. He did that on March 22nd. Uh, Pomerantz politely declined. But this subpoena, has he responded to that? And could he fight it? And if so, under what circumstances? He has not responded to the subpoena yet, Alex, at least that we're aware of. It's a new subpoena in which uh, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, says Pomerantz is, quote, uniquely situated to provide information on the Republican investigation into the Trump prosecutors. Now, Pomerantz, of course, is a former prosecutor himself in the Manhattan DA's office. He helped lead the investigation into Trump early in 2022 when it looked like newly minted DA Alvin Bragg was not going to prosecute Trump. Uh, Pomerantz resigned and was very public about his criticism, said that was wrong, said he believed Trump was guilty of felonies. Jordan is now uh, shining a light on Pomerantz's public statements, both in his resignation letter and his book, which he took on the road, being heavily critical of Trump, saying he was, quote, guilty of numerous felony violations, also called him a malignant narcissist and perhaps a megalomaniac. What this all boils down to is Jim Jordan uh, trying to build a narrative that this public pressure that Pomerantz put on Alvin Bragg led to this uh, indictment. Bragg's office, of course, uh, firmly denies that there is any kind of uh, public or political pressure that he's simply following the law. I believe we have a statement from uh, Alvin Bragg's office on the screen. He says, quote, the House GOP continues to attempt to undermine an active investigation and ongoing New York criminal case with an unprecedented campaign of harassment and intimidation. Uh, he goes on to call this uh, uh, an abuse of power and will not deter us from our duty to uphold the law. Alex. George Soros really should have invested his money in a better candidate than Alvin Bragg and maybe some better PR and crisis communications <laughs> people. But we've got a lot to get to. We have, I think, Dr. Gorka joining us down the line, uh, if you're there. Uh, there's so much, Tennessee, North Carolina. But before we get to what's going on there in those state houses, I want to drill down on Trump's arraignment because I don't think you've been with us on Warm. I also think this is my first time getting to host with you as a guest, which is a true honor for me. Um, but really getting your reactions, your response. I know you're someone whose parents fled communism. You know, uh, Communism, Marxism, socialism is something very near, dear, and scary to your heart. A lot of people charging this as evidence that, you know, Bolshevism is coming here to the United States. 
States, that we live in a, a country where the rule of law is, is really no longer a reality. We live in a banana republic. I just am curious to get your thoughts, your reactions to all of this, if you think those are fair charges. Well, thank you, Natalie. I just want to know where that slacker Bannon is. I remember him <laughs> slacking off all the time in the White House. I see he's doing it now at War Room. Uh, look, I published uh, the day of the uh, <clears throat> arraignment, my latest piece at Substack, and I entitled it very simply, America police state. And I never thought I'd say that. I mean, I am, I'm a legal immigrant to the United States. I chose to become its citizen. I still think it's the greatest nation on God's green earth. But my parents as children suffered under fascist occupation in Hungary. My father as a 20-year-old was betrayed by Kim Philby, uh, arrested, tortured by the secret police, and given a life sentence in a communist prison. He uh, spent two years in solitary, two years down a prison coal mine, was eventually liberated by the brave young revolutionaries of the 1956 freedom fight and escaped to the West and escaped to freedom with the 17-year-old daughter of a fellow prisoner who became his wife and my mother. So I was born in freedom because of my father's resistance to communist oppression. And then I come here to America. I'm naturalized. I get to serve in the highest institution of the land in the White House for President Trump. And then what do I witness in the last two years in America? I see a pro-life preacher who has a misdemeanor charge against him dismissed by a local court, then have his home raided by 20 armed agents of the FBI as his seven children are screaming, don't take away our father. I see January 6th protesters, some of whom, like Jacob Chansley, did literally nothing, were escorted through the Capitol by police officers, get years in prison, not only that, serve before that without arraignment, which is illegal for more than two years held in solitary. And then we see what? Not only is the former president, not only is he the subject of a raid on his home by armed federal agents, the man who isn't just a former president, but is the leader of the current opposition, leading the next person by at least 20 or 30 points, he is charged with what exactly? Uh, Alan Dershowitz came on, on my Newsmax show, and, and he said there was no crime committed, not, not even a misdemeanor, because you can't charge somebody with a misdemeanor five years after the statute of limitations has expired. Why is this happening? For one purpose and one purpose alone. George Soros, that funded Alvin Bragg to the tune of more than a million dollars, wants to destroy President Trump and hates anybody who voted for him. The Democrat Party is not a party anymore. It is a radical organization that which wishes to dismantle America. And this isn't about party politics. It's whether you love America. America is now divided by uh, one very simple question. Do you love America or do you hate America? If you hate America, you're with George Soros, Alvin Bragg, the squad, AOC, Black Lives Matter, Antifa. If you love America, you're with President Trump. So this is a sad day. Uh, and it shows us one thing, Natalie. You cannot compromise with these people. There is no compromise. They must be utterly and completely crushed in the next election. And that's up to the listeners of The War Room. 
I'll take uh, retribution, like Donald Trump says, over unity any day. It was very funny. There was a great article on CNN, and they were enumerating all these different countries that had previously arrested former leaders, and they were saying, well, because other countries have done it, it's okay that we do it here in the United States. It was it was honestly mind-blowing, even, even for CNN. I know that's a, a low bar, but they went even lower. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of you know what we do, right, how to, to actually still have hope and go after these people and uncover the collusion, I think, between the Biden DOJ and Alvin Bragg's office. Uh, Jim Jordan, you know, you say you don't know where Steve is. All I'm saying, Steve takes a show off and we got subpoenas flying out from Jim Jordan. Hey, you know, no coincidences, no conspiracies. No, I'm just, just kidding. But uh, they're, they're subpoenaing, like you saw in the cold open, Mark P- uh, Pomerantz, someone who used yes. to work in that office, who resigned because Alvin Bragg wasn't, uh, I guess, weaponized enough, if you could even believe that. What do you well, think? He, he was going enough? too slowly for Pomerantz. Right. <laughs> is, is that enough? What else do you want to see coming from House representatives uh, to actually get to the yeah. bottom of this and actually do something? So I, 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 want, I want Hunter Biden subpoenaed. I want all of Hunter Biden's business associates subpoenaed. Uh, I want Tony Bobolinsky uh, under sworn uh, testimony to tell us what monies came from communist China to Rosemont Seneca and to all of Hunter Biden's uh, various companies and who the big man was and why he got 10% and why, why on the laptop do we hear this uh, voicemail from Hunter Biden saying, and I'll edit it for the audience, I'm in business with the effing chief spy of China. I want that man in front of the American people to be forced to tell the truth or to lie under oath and commit perjury. And one more thing I really want, and I like Jim, and Jim's been on the show many, many times. I want to recognize here, because I was tough on him, and I'll, you know, I'm not exactly doing a mayor culpa, but for the record, I will recognize I'm impressed with Kevin McCarthy. Look, I love what the six and the 14 did to get that deal for a new kind of speaker that's not a king or queen like Nancy was. But Kevin has impressed in the last three months, whether it's releasing the January 6th footage to, to Tucker, more people need to get it, but releasing it was a big deal. Uh, and, and whether it's empowering people like Coma to go after the, the Biden crime cartel, or whether it's standing up to communist China and going to Taiwan, I, I salute you, Kevin. But I want to see more action on behalf of the January 6th political prisoners. I didn't see Jim Jordan at the uh, Gulag in Washington, D.C., not far from where I'm sitting. I saw MTG, Matt Gates. I saw a few others. I saw, uh, um, uh, who else was it? Paul Gosar, Louis Gohmert. I want to see the big, big names as well from the Freedom Caucus, like Jim Jordan, demand the release of those prisoners and to have the exculpatory evidence from those videotapes used to sue the federal government and to get the people who brought those fallacious cases in front of the committees of Congress that are meant to be exercising oversight. So, you know, I'm seeing some good things, Natalie, but I want to see more, and I want to see it incessantly, just like the left, follow Sololinsky's tactics, never take a break, even when you win, you pile on, you pile on, you keep on winning. I want to see the right become a fighting force that takes back America. Mitch McConnell has betrayed us. He hasn't said one thing since the arraignment. He's completely MIA. So it's the rest of the good guys in the House that have to fight, fight, fight. Like MTG, like Matt Gates. we need more of them and no more rhinos. 
Exactly. It's no secret that when the Republicans actually dare to fight, there's actually support for them. People are so tired of yeah. the spineless rhinos, right? So much so that it even seems that some people are leaving the Democratic Party to become Republican officials. I'm talking about uh, the State House down in North Carolina, State Rep. Trisha Cotham, who won as a Democrat in her blue district by nearly 20 points, announced that she would be joining Republicans. Hang with us through the break. I want to get your reactions to that. Some common sense in this State Rep, which I think goes pretty squarely with the fact that the Democratic Party of your parents, frankly, my grandparents and beyond, is not the Democratic Party that we see today. The Democratic Party we see today uses lawfare and tactics that the Chinese Communist Party could only be envious of, or maybe it's because they're on the payroll too. We'll be right back on a 90-second break. Dr. G down the line. We'll be right back. Americans have had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of dollars, while trashing the country that made their success possible. Until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this, plus the knowledge that you are supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Remember, stop giving monies to companies that hate you. Support the Patriot Mobiles of the world. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You always know it's not a war room show hosted by me if I don't mention both Anthony Fauci and the Chinese Communist Party. And luckily, we're about halfway done. I've already gotten both in. But you also know it's not a war room show if we don't talk about how great my pillow is, specifically my pillow 2.0. They're new pillows. I hear everyone raving about them. You guys, I'm sure, know the drill, but you should use promo code WARROOM. There are so many great deals. I think he even has given us a special square or rectangle uh, on the site detailing all of these awesome deals that you, as a member of the War Room Posse, can get so long as you use the code War Room. But getting back to the fun stuff, uh, I think we still have Dr. Gorka down the line with us. Uh, before we get to what's going on in Tennessee, we have some breaking news there about, again, members of, I believe it's the State House, getting expelled for their involvement in protests about gun control, gun grabs, if you ask me. Uh, what are your reactions, and what's the whole deal going on in North Carolina with this state rep uh, declaring herself a Republican instead of her formerly affiliated party uh, as a Democrat? 
Thank you, Natalie. First things first, I hate to do this to, to you, uh, this lovely guest host, but I think you'll find the correct MyPillow code is G-O-R-K-A. Um, <laughs> I will not so, let you get away with that. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, no more disinformation. Stop the disinformation. The hobbits of the Shire hey, must know you, the true Hey, do you code. have a square on this site? I think that's yes, a warm Yes, I do thing. have a square. I have a, I have an octagon. Sure? I have everything. <laughs> I do. Um, so this is. I played these clips on on my radio show today. And look, I don't want to read too much into them, but I think they're interesting. First things first. Check it. You go see it on my social media. This rep Cawtham, who, as you said, I think won by twenty as a Democrat, said these people are nuts. They're insane. Gave an amazing presser. Watch what she said. And she says, I'm leaving. She's managed to flip the house because of what she's done. She's joined the GOP. And she said, I had to do this because you're not allowed to ask questions as a Democrat. If you do, you are you are completely shunned. You are pushed into the wilderness and you are attacked. So, you know, I wish we'd seen this earlier, but bravo to Rep Cawtham for actually telling the world what it's like to be a Democrat and how the Democrats treat those who dare to even ask questions. Then on the same day, I was watching live coverage. We know one of the three has already been expelled. This is big news in, in, in the state house in, in Tennessee after this, you know, transurrection three days ago where, <laughs> you know, they, they actually took the well of the Senate over three of the Democrat members in total contravention of all the House rules. Well, now they're being kicked out of their jobs as politicians. So something's happening in America. I'm not saying it's going to be a big wave, but this is very, very interesting. It's been quite a week, and perhaps we're going to see more of this across the country, Natalie. I think that's called retribution in action, just like Donald Trump talks about. Now, before we let you go, I just want to get your thoughts. There's been some breaking news today. The Biden regime released their report on the debacle yes. that was Afghanistan. And what's so interesting, like the Biden regime is so good at doing, it's a masterclass in the blame game. They basically put it all on Donald Trump. I'll read you a direct quote. Yep. President Biden's choices for how to execute a withdrawal from Afghanistan were severely constrained by conditions created by his predecessor. You're a geopolitics expert. That's why you served Donald Trump in his first uh, term, his first administration. What are your thoughts on this, this laughable <laughs> allegation? Well, it's worse than laughable. It's absolutely despicable. Kabul Kirby, an utter disgrace to the naval uniform he once wore, was actually challenged, shockingly, by CBS's Ed O'Keefe at the press conference. I've just uh, retweeted the video. Ed O'Keefe, CBS, said, how dare you drop this garbage 10 minutes before the presser, the day before a long weekend, and is this all we get, this this couple of pages? And you're blaming President Trump, who, by the way, uh, didn't leave $83 billion worth of weaponry for the Taliban and didn't sacrifice the only, only strategically important airstrip in the whole of Central Asia. That now means we are totally blind in the region. So, no, th this is... This is an insult. It is literally spitting on the graves of the 13 Marines, one staff sergeant, and naval corpsman who were murdered by ISIS as we surrendered the Bagram Air Base. There is no honor. The fact that, you know, that, that fat, overweight disgrace, Mark Milley, 
is still the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, that Lloyd Austin sees no problem with what happened, that these people are more excited about CRT being taught at West Point than actually dealing with our enemies as they should be dealt with. Uh, very simply put, Natalie, when I, when I was in the White House, I, I borrowed a, a motto from the Marine Corps, and I used it to describe what we were doing um, in the Trump administration. With us back in power, America, well, no better friend, no worse enemy. Now that has been reversed, our enemies are ebullient. You heard what was said recently by one tin pot politician in our hemisphere who said to us after Tuesday's indictment, don't you ever lecture us about democracy and rule of law after you charged President Trump. Our enemies are laughing at us, Natalie, and our friends and our allies are deathly afraid. And that's all the more reason to make sure everyone who's watching and listening does their damnedest to get my former boss, President Trump, back in the White House so he can be 45 and 47. I remember back when I was working for Raheem, someone whose accent I think is almost as good as yours over at the National Pulse. We had broke an exclusive story because we had obtained a memo uh, from, I think it was the, the White House, it was under uh, the Biden regime, where they had done away with, they had canceled, Antony Blinken's State Department canceled a Trump-era program, the Contingency and Crisis Response Bureau, which Trump had set up yeah. especially, specifically, yeah. for evacuating people from Afghanistan. So, of course, just more lies. But, Dr. Gorka, like I said, it's always an honor to have you on. And even though we disagree about what promo codes people should use on the MyPillow website, I think I am Team War Room, uh, where can people follow your work and, and get your show and, and all the good stuff? So we're uh, on all social media that matters except the fascistic YouTube. So you can follow me on uh, Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram. Uh, my website is sebgorka.com where we uh, cycle the show 24-7. You can listen to it. You can follow me on the Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And most importantly, for my latest analysis on the uh, indictment of my former boss, you just go to my Substack, which is sebastiangorka.substack.com. That's my whole name is one word, sebastiangorka.substack.com and if ever you want the real discounts it's G-O-R-K <laughs> War Room <laughs> Steve's going to yell at me for letting you you say that we, and, will, and, we will censor and, that oh, of That's course the only but thing. he's not here so tough <laughs> and happy Easter to <laughs> Team War Room thank you very much likewise oh, always a, a blast to have Dr. Gork on usually I'm on his show so it's a privilege to get to interview him even if he wants to try to use his promo code Promo code War Room. But I think we have another show regular down the line joining us. We got Dave Walsh, future Secretary of Energy. Uh, there's a lot to un unpack uh, here, but I, I wanted to get your thoughts because I saw the headline and my immediate reaction was I need to get the data. I need to get all the good statistical analysis and fact-based uh, reporting from Dave Walsh when I saw that the CEO of J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon, said, and please correct me if I am paraphrasing this incorrectly, uh, but that the government should seize private property to combat climate change so they can set up solar and wind farms. Am I off base in saying that? Well, he, he may have said that. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. 
Makes no sense. He, he also he said something a couple days ago, though, that was um, not quite on that page. He did indicate that the climate change mania and what's going on with the rapid, too rapid adoption of solar and wind in place of baseload continuous duty energy resources like coal, nuclear and gas is causing huge damage to the economy. And it's being overplayed and it's being done too quickly. Even if it is maybe true, and it's far from proven to be true, that their CO2 may cause global warming. But he, he has also said those things, and he's, he's on target with those, that I don't think we need land appropriated. Unfortunately, the incentives are creating enough momentum for too much uh, solar and uh, wind power. Do you want to chat about the article on the health care, health care worsening climate change? Yes, but before we get there, because I want to dedicate more time to that, we only got, got a few minutes, uh, I am just, just curious, because Jamie Dimon, in this, this email, this statement that he did send out, I think it was to either share, to shareholders or to his company, um, he did talk about the government invoking eminent domain to basically convert private property to support this sort of new green energy push, whether it was wind or solar energy, and, and I was reading through this on Twitter, and basically all the comments, and it was my initial reaction too, was that it was, you know, all these communist regimes that have come to power, the first thing that they kind of do is they reappropriate the land, usually under the pretext or pretense of equality. Now, obviously, equality has sort of phased out. It's not woke enough. Now we want equity, but I think it's interesting to sort of conceive of this in the terms of climate change and green energy as sort of the left's new approach to taking on social justice, right? It's There's there's other kind of elements in terms of their social agenda that are interrelated to this crisis that is climate change or global warming. So from, from your perspective, just again, to reiterate what you were saying before, none of the numbers, the data, the science, the facts comport that green energy actually helps anyone. It just leaves people with, with blackouts and unreliable energy, right? Yeah, it's leaving us with a tremendous void of continuous duty electricity, which is what's necessary to keep electricity in the system. Electricity must be produced every second of the day at a level exceeding the demand for it. So when you're talking about wind power, on average, on land, you're talking about a nine-hour-a-day resource with four, uh, 15 hours a day missing. And with solar, you're talking on average in the country about a 5.2-hour-a-day resource, therefore about 18.8 um, hours a day of missing energy. So as you displace nuclear, coal, and gas turbine plants that run full-time, you're displacing it with stuff that isn't there for you on average about 17 hours a day, the average of wind and solar. That, that's, a, that's a disaster. That's a complete disaster. And, and the country's doing that. Uh, reserve margins are way, way down across MISO, ERCOT, KISO in the California section, particularly PJM, because we've torn down nearly 100,000 megawatts of coal capacity that runs all of the time about 20,000 megawatts worth of nuclear capacity that runs all the time and displaced it to some degree with wind and solar that operate only, you know, on average about six hours a day, seven hours a day between the two. That It doesn't work. It doesn't work until something's invented and it hasn't been invented to run on a continuous basis full time, equaling nuclear, combined cycle gas or, or coal to provide 24 hour a day electricity. So this is this is a, a commentary that does not make sense with respect to mathematics, physics, 
nor the realities of energy supply. It never does, because it's always about power, and it's so funny. While the Biden regime is up there pushing green energy, it's only a few years ago that Hunter Biden was investing in Sinopec and Yan Coal and all of these Chinese Communist Party-owned and operated oil and gas refineries and enterprises and companies that probably wouldn't even pass a basic ESG test here uh, in the United States. But like I said, it's not actually motivated by ideology. It's motivated by power and control. Speaking of that, we got another scary story right after the break. Hang in there. We'll be right back. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. We're already in the final block of the war room. I can't believe it. I guess time flies when you're having fun. But story that's not super fun, at least if you're undergoing surgery, because now the climate change alarmists are coming for general anesthetics and your ability to be numb from certain pain surgeries, whatever. They, they are really going after certain gases that anesthesiologists use. Kind of bizarre. Um, but people may remember Liana Wen. Steve always calls her the leader of the Inquisition here uh, in terms of the COVID vaccine. She's the lady who always seems to be on MSNBC telling you no matter what, no matter what time it is, no matter what day it is, no, certainly no matter what the studies, the real studies say, you should get the COVID-19 vaccine. Well, she wrote an article, an op-ed for the Washington Post titled, Healthcare Itself is Worsening Climate Change. One Small Switch Can Help. My favorite quote from the piece, health system leaders understand the climate crisis is a health crisis. Better care is low carbon care. In other words, we don't care about your health as long as we don't emit CO2 or other gases. It's sort of crazy, but it also is, I think, saying the quiet part out loud. Dave Walsh, if you're still with us, 
you could just kind of walk through what exactly this piece is arguing for and just the absolute ridiculousness that they're, uh, that they're calling for in the Washington Post, which is well, no this, surprise. This, yeah, this kind of gaslighting of the topic is endemic of what the left does. Let me read the first two sentences. Physicians, nurses, and other frontline providers know firsthand the health impacts of climate change. Air pollution exacerbates asthma and emphysema. Now, let's start. Climate change is a topic different than air pollution. They're not the same topic. But anyway, this article conflates them. Uh, and then it goes on. Extreme heat worsens heart and kidney conditions, and rising temperatures increase the occurrence of a wide range of illnesses. Now, let's talk about rising temperatures. You can see the conflation. They build this, this thesis on a basis of facts that aren't facts. There are no rising temperatures. And I'll pick my data points. From 1945 to 1972, according to the NOAA, NOAA data, temperatures rose 0.38 centigrade from 45 to 72. From 79 to 23, temperatures on average rose 0.4 centigrade. So between the uh, 55, 80 years of that time period, they're barely, they're, they're about the same. They're about the same across 1945 to 1923. And from 2015 to 2023, they're absolutely flat. Once again, according to the NOAA satellite data, Flat, again, from 2015 to 23. So there is no reality right now to temperature rise, that this article has a solid foundation of facts based on temperature rise. And, and also, you get into things like uh, sea level rise. Yeah, there's been tremendous sea level rise for 21,000 years. It's up 427 feet because that was the terminus of the last glaciation from then, 21,000 years ago to now. As the glaciers have melted, it's risen. But, but curiously, that flattened out about 8,000 years ago to a level of, and the IPCC, the International Panel on Climate Change, agrees with this, 1.7 millimeters a year, which is six inches in 100 years. That's the absolute amount of glacial melt remaining until we hit the peak, and then we start trailing down into the next ice age. This has all happened on eight occasions in the last 400,000 years. There's ample data. In fact, Gore himself was on hand for some of the ice core taken, ice core data taken in Antarctica to prove this out. But so, no, there's no temperature rise going on at this point in time of any consequence. And the article is based entirely on the the health harm that that can cause, also, and and the reference to uh, uh, CO2 as a greenhouse gas. Well, sure, it's a greenhouse gas, as is water vapor is also a greenhouse gas. It doesn't mean it's harmful. It's not in the context of pollution. So they use that as a, as a benchmark to measure that this desflurane um, anesthetic is 3,700 times worse than something with no proven detriment to begin with, CO2. So the benchmark isn't even accurate because it hasn't been proven that CO2 actually increases temperatures. And, and more to the point, it's not a pollutant. It's necessary for the growth of vegetables and fruits for mankind to survive. It's a climate cult, and it always has to be like I always am saying <laughs> that Natalie, it's about it's power, but that's because it always is. And, and you, got, you got a minute before I have to let you go, but why, why do you say that it is a religion? What, like what, what exactly are the tenets of it, and, and why do you think that's a fair charge? Well, the, the mania on this, and I'll give another example. There was a celebratory article last a uh, few days ago, and this is horrible that the uh, African Development Bank, which is backed by the European Bank and the, and the World Bank, 
spent $27 million on a solar farm in um, Ghana. A $27 million solar farm is going to produce one-sixth the electricity of a $27 million simple cycle or combined cycle gas turbine power plant. It's going to produce one-sixth the electricity. And we're talking about a country, so we, we have a $27 million lending facility that's approved only because the project is solar in Ghana, which has electricity consumption at a 1910 per capita U.S. equivalent level and a 1920 per capita European equivalent level. And we're, and we're providing lending only into projects like that that support electricity for one-sixth of the time as conventional modern technology and van cycle gas turbine and combined cycle will pro- provide electricity. This is so no the, so we're we're arguing that we're helping destitute nations and with electricity resources one sixth the energy value. It's horrible. And that's all that where, the uh, where can people sorry Dave, we're coming up against the end of the show. Where can people follow you for more of this analysis? Well at Dave Walsh Energy on on Getter and True Social. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you to the War Room Posse for joining me. I know I'm no Stephen K. Bannon. I try my hardest. Uh, but I, I really think today's show, we really drilled down on what exactly retribution, whether it's the crazy climate cultists, the crazy insurrectionist Democrats in the Tennessee State House, or even the Chinese Communist Party, or of course, Alvin Bragg and his Soros funded cronies, how we actually fight back. And like I said, we need someone in the White House who is a tried, true, and tested warrior and understands what exactly the deep state, the in-your-face, the permanent political class, I like to call it the deep state, that's my only disagreement with Steve. Hang in there, we'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m., and I think Steve is taking over the 6 o'clock hour tonight. Thanks for joining me. Have a good evening. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. 
Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM Health, all one word, WARROOMHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.